AT&T's DirecTV is feeling the heat after their recent decision to remove Newsmax from its cable lineup. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre brought in reinforcements to help answer questions. Plus, a Pfizer executive makes a stunning claim about COVID research. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. Hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with AT&T's DirecTV and the blatant censorship that's occurring in America by the leftist-controlled media and big tech. In particular, I want to give you some details on DirecTV's recent action of removing Newsmax from its cable channel lineup. That's right. Last year, the company removed One America News. Now they are going after Newsmax. Here's Newsmax CEO Chris Ruddy with some background. Last year, uh, One America was deplatformed by AT&T DirecTV. Uh, they were removed for no reason. I understand they had pretty uh, reasonable ratings. They were strongly pro-President pro Trump, strongly conservative. Nancy Pelosi's friends in Congress called for the deplatforming with all the major cable companies of Newsmax, One America, and Fox News. Yep, the Democrats speak and left-wing companies take action. First, it was One America News, and now the much bigger Newsmax. Now, DirecTV is saying it's all about cost savings. They don't want to pay Newsmax a fee. These are fees that all the popular channels get from cable providers, because those cable providers want popular channels on their service. And yet DirecTV says, Oh, we are doing this to cut costs. Here's Ruddy on the reality of those fees. All cable companies get fees. They exist. All of the major players get yeah. fees. The top 100 channels at DirecTV on DirecTV gets a fee. DirecTV told Newsmax that we are not entitled to any fee. They will pay us zero dollars. We're a top four news channel. The DirecTV runs 22, carries 22 liberal news channels. Every one of them gets a fee, and Newsmax has higher ratings than three-quarters of them. As you can see, this is clearly not about cost savings. It's about suppressing conservative voices and opinions that go against the leftist agenda and talking points. Unlike last year with Nancy Pelosi, it looks like we have a House of Representatives that is willing to do something about it. Here's Republican Representative Jeff Van Drew. We are a hair away, a step away from losing our freedom. I, I keep telling people this, it's, it's really important stuff. This is constitutional stuff. This is what America's made of. This is what we never were. And to think that a political party and a corporation can get together and actually stop the flow of information, discussion, and ideas is really sick and really wrong. Great comments, and make no mistake, if the government is colluding with big tech to suppress free speech, then that is a First Amendment violation. Let's hope the House Republicans keep up this fight. Okay, next let's talk about Biden's White House press secretary. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, because the heat is really starting to rise regarding her ability and unwillingness to answer questions. 
Whether it's the economy or the border or the classified document scandal, we often see responses like this. We know the president did it. Why did he do it? I would refer to the White House Counsel's Office. In the president's own words, he admits to having information that wasn't his. Why did he smuggle it out? I will let the, 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 the statement of the president stand for itself. I'm just not going to go into a rabbit hole, down a rabbit hole with you on this. Can't answer or won't answer. In contrast, check out this exchange from earlier in the week when Jean-Pierre brought in another spokesman, John Kirby, to answer some questions. Uh, how hard is it to walk out of a skiff with classified material? Everybody who goes into a skiff uh, knows what the requirements are to go in um, and knows uh, what the requirements are to go out. Um, you, you know, there's, you can't bring personal devices in and uh, you certainly can't uh, leave uh, with uh, material unless that material is appropriately secured. Did you see what just happened there? Kirby was asked a question and he gave an answer. And here's the thing. Jean-Pierre can give that same answer. Part of the job of the White House press secretary is not only to relay the sentiments of the president, but also to relay basic information from the overall White House. She is supposed to get information from the various departments so she can answer. Otherwise, there's no reason for her to have a briefing at all. Here's former White House press secretary Ari Fleischer. Yeah, the press secretary in this case, her political and personal needs dovetail perfectly with the stonewalling needs of the Biden White House. And that's why she won't answer any questions. You know, I could have played that game innumerable times as press secretary, but you get to the point where you say, I've got an obligation, actually. These are fair questions, good questions, and they deserve answers. And I'm the press secretary. It's my burden to answer them. Fleischer was a pro's pro, and he is exactly right. The job of the press secretary is to answer questions and obtain information that he or she can relay to the press when they ask. It's about information gathering as much as dissemination, and Jean-Pierre continues to make the situation worse and is now becoming part of the story. All right, next, in case you missed it, a Pfizer executive was caught on camera boasting about Pfizer's plans to make new COVID vaccines by altering the current COVID virus. Yes, that's right. The same efforts that led to the development of COVID in the Wuhan China lab, you know, which then leaked and spread across the world, Pfizer engaged is engaged in the same practice. The comments were recorded through an undercover effort by Project Veritas, and it provides tremendous insights into the activities of Big Pharma. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this story. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. We're exploring, like, now, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can pre-emptively develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. Yes. This is for real. He's talking about mutating the virus so the company can make new vaccines and make more money, knowing how dangerous it is and knowing that gain-of-function research is illegal. They are doing it anyway. Here's more from this Pfizer executive when asked about gain-of-function research, which means purposely altering a virus to make it stronger. It sounds like gain-of-function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like this. 
It's definitely not getting a punching bag. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. The direction of evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do gain function research of the viruses. Like, yeah. They recommend not. But you do, like, these, like, selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm going about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks to take Jesus Christ. Okay, so it's not gain of function. It's now called directed evolution. Same thing, different name. This is what is going on, and the entire country needs to be aware. By the way, at the end of this encounter, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas confronted the Pfizer exec Jordan Walker, and a complete meltdown occurred. During the exchange, not only did Walker call the police and say that he was feeling unsafe, but he also said it was because there were five white people there. He also said he just completely made up all the stuff that he was saying while he was being recorded. Was he? Who knows? But with the billions of dollars on the line and millions of potential lives at risk, this clearly warrants coverage by every media outlet. And so far, 95% are completely silent. Okay, next let's talk about reaction to former President Trump being reinstated on Facebook and Instagram. The announcement this week comes after Trump was previously reinstated by Twitter, although he hasn't posted on that platform yet. Now he's back on Mark Zuckerberg's platforms, and the left is not happy. In fact, some think this is the end of the world as we know it. Check out these comments on MSNBC from New York Times contributor Mara Gay in response to a statement that part of this action was done to appease conservatives. I, as though you can satisfy that part of the country or the electorate, um, you know, I think that's a fool's errand as well. But John has made a good point too here, which is that uh, you don't want to, uh, whether you're a company or an institution, you don't want to hand over the keys um, to democracy to have someone destroy that democracy. Destroy that democracy. The left actually claims that someone's words can destroy democracy. That's because they know that no one will buy what they are selling unless there is no alternative. So the quest of all quests is to silence the opposition. Here's more. This is a business. So yes, it's a little bit different than a public institution, but we should still be asking the moral question. I mean, if this was years ago, we would ask moral questions. Do we want a chemical company as a chemical company? Should we be supporting um, weapons of war? I mean, these are questions that are not new in American history, but we should be asking them. And Facebook may not have, or Meta may not have the same responsibility. Um, you know, as a business, I mean, it has a responsibility to its shareholders, fine, but we can still ask those moral questions and we should. First, I find it interesting that the comparison was made between someone's free speech and chemical companies. What? And always be on guard when a leftist wraps things in a moral envelope. What they are doing is never, ever moral. Okay, so we've had DirecTV going after Newsmax, Corinne Jean-Pierre, and the left-wing meltdown over Trump. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. Okay, let's start our relaxed brain Friday with Joe Biden because he did it again. This time, while joking about being stupid, he then botched the name of his special congressional guest. When I was seeking the nomination, I said, take a seat, everybody. And there wasn't a single chair in the place. I said, that Biden really is stupid. He doesn't know it. Where's Doug? Congressman. In this case, Doug is really Representative Don Beyer, a Democrat from Virginia. 
But Biden wasn't done with just that one reference. He kept it going. He's around here somewhere. Oh, there you are. Doug, thanks for the passport into town. Doug and I have something in common. Oh, my gosh. And friends, that was just one of a series of mumblings and bumblings this week. It's clear that things are getting worse. And how about these headlines from the Babylon Bee? George Santos signs lucrative endorsement deal with Whoppers. What can you even say? And then, in breaking medical news, Pfizer pleased to announce their new vaccine, 90% effective against new virus they created. Just classic. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, I'll be traveling, so our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour.